Welcome back to the Elise DeLucci Show. I'm Elise, and we are live from my living room in Manhattan. How are you today? It's episode 30. 30. Amazing. We're talking about why our therapists hate us, coping with pandemic sex or lack thereof. Oh my God, the best cheapest store. Well, I don't know if it's the best, but I found this crazy cheap secret store online. You're going to die. And what to do when you are a couple and you guys have petty arguments. So sit back, relax, talk to me, Elise. Fact of the day. I died when I read this. The first oranges weren't orange. They were green. Did you know that? I had no idea. I, you know what? It's these little facts. They blow my mind. I don't even know why I do them. Sometimes someone said to me once, a girlfriend of mine, she says, Lisa, why are you doing facts on your podcast? Okay. Well, like, who can I said, you know, because I actually like them. I said, I, that's why I do them. Because I read facts. Because I, I, I don't know. It's like useless pieces of information. That could win me the game of Jeopardy. I'll have you know. And um, I love them. But so I read this the other day and I was dying. The first oranges aren't orange. They were green. The original oranges, isn't that hilarious, the original oranges? They're from Southeast Asia, and they were a tangerine and pomelo hybrid, and they were green. In, in, in oranges in warmer regions like Thailand and Vietnam, they still stay green. So it, it, it's just a whole thing. If you Google green oranges, you'll see that literally the outside is orange, and then you cut into it, and the inside I mean, sorry, the outside is green, and then you cut into it, and the inside is green. It's so funny. I actually text my ex-husband because he's traveled all over the world and you know, whatever, and he's very well-traveled, and I, uh, I said to him, if you ever see a green orange, please buy, buy it and eat it and tell me how it is and send me a picture. Anyway, but um, I love oranges. I, I Meaning, like, I love I love the look of oranges. I don't know why. I really was really into getting a mini orange tree at one time. Um, there was a place in Manhattan called Plant Shed on the Upper West Side. I really wanted I saw they had this mini orange tree indoors. And, uh, and of course, I went back to get it after I thought about it, and they didn't have any more. But, you know, and if you didn't know, oranges, um, they're associated with richness, fertility, abundance, longevity, beauty, in, in, um, in the Mediterranean cultures and the Middle Eastern cultures, they always love orange trees. And, and, you know, in those, in those cultures, they symbolize royalty and luxury and elegance and beauty. And I just love them. But you know, those oranges, I think in pictures were always actually orange, not green, but isn't that funny? I love it. Anyway, how are you? How was your week? Is it good? It's still not New Year's Eve yet. It's not 2021 yet. That's coming. That's the next episode. I promise it really is. I, you know, so I record these, um, I record these uh, a few days, you know, in advance. And then I drop both, I drop two episodes at one time, um, on Tuesdays. So I don't, uh, you know, I real. what I would really love to do, see, if I didn't have to have a real nine to five job, I would do a podcast every morning because I love it. Like a daily morning show. I probably could still do it, but I'd have to figure that out. Anyway, I think I mentioned a few shows ago that I'm watching The Queen. The Queen, are you watching this on Netflix? Well, it came out a few years ago, but I'm super into it. But you know what? They changed casts. Wait, you're going to die. So I think that right now there is four seasons of the show. I'm on season three. And the first two seasons, you know, it's all about 
um, Queen Elizabeth and how she became a queen and how she kind of fell into being a queen and, and her journey as a young girl, um, <clears throat> young adult, you know, and then and her life as queen and, and all the how she coped and, and, and the issues and blah, blah. And it's really, really so good. But on episode, so they had an actress, Claire Foy, play the queen who did an amazing job, the young queen, on episode one and episode two. And then on episode three, they changed cast. Now Olivia Coleman, British actress, is playing the queen on, on season three and, and season four. Now, <clears throat> here's the thing. I have already gotten committed to the cast as you have if you're watching or anybody if you watch a show and you for a couple seasons you're committed to the characters you're committed to these people you believe what they say you believe it's real and then wham bam season three comes around you change out the queen it's not only they change out the queen i'll have you know it wasn't an Anne viv on a fresh prince deal they change all the characters yes i couldn't believe it I, you know, it's this, it was the show. I saw, of course, I looked it up, and it was the showrunner's idea. This guy, I think his name was Peter, but the showrunner, who's the person that kind of puts together the the, the actual shows in, in in sort of TV world, he said that he didn't want to age Claire Foy, the 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 original Queen actress. He didn't want to age her with makeup and dye and all that kind of stuff. So he brought he wanted to bring in a new actress. And you want to know what? Here's the thing. Okay. You could have aged her, okay? Like, I, <clears throat> looking at my, myself, for example, I'm not, you know, in my 50s or 60s, but if you put, if you, if I, if I let my hair, my gray hair grow out, or if you put dye in my hair, if you give me cakey makeup, I could play a 50 or 60 year old easily. I think it was such a faux pas because it took, I'm on, you know, like I said, I'm on season three, but I'm three episodes in. It took three episodes for me just to get acclimated to the fact that the characters change. I literally hate it. I almost, I almost abandoned the show, but the storyline is so good that, you know, I'm keeping with it. But, but while I'm watching the episodes, I'm like dying for that, to see the old queen, you know, and her husband and the, the, the and Queen Margaret, the sister, Princess Margaret, the sister. But anyway. If you don't watch this, I know this is probably irrelevant for you, but I so recommend it. It's so good. Like, I'm honestly, it's a great show. You know who I saw a picture of? Speaking of TV people, Randy Jackson. I don't usually read up on celebrity news or that kind of thing, but my sister had, or some, I think it was my sister, I had TMZ open or something, and I saw her phone and I saw a picture of Randy Jackson and he lost so much weight. I, I missed him being his larger rotund size. You know, I, I don't know why, like, um, I don't know why I feel I'm drawn to chubby people sometimes over thin people. I don't know. That's like probably some crazy, crazy psychological thing I have, but he got gastric bypass surgery. I had no idea. I mean, listen, he, he looks, listen, he feel. he says he feels great. And he looks great if I just would probably have met him on the street. But I'm used to, you know, yo dog, big yo dog and Randy Jackson. And so I, I miss, I miss that when I was looking at him. But good for him. Um, apparently he got the surgery in 2003. Again, I, I don't know, this is ages ago, but I don't know, was he always thin for all these years? I have no idea. Lately, he's looking extra thin to me. I don't know. But he's had apparently gastric bypass in 2003 and when he found out he had type 2 diabetes. So, anyway, good for him. So, I'm walking around the city, okay? I was walking around the city earlier today. 
so many vacancies. Oh my goodness. Who is going to rent all these commercial real estate spaces around here? I don't know how it is where you live. Do you live in the city? Is it, is that, I mean, if you don't live in the city, I'm curious to know wherever you are, are you in Chicago or California? Is there a lot of vacant retail spaces? Oh my God, Manhattan is so bad. It's so bad. There are so many stores empty, but I mean, even, um, even on 57th street. So I was walking on 57th street, which they renamed a few years ago to billionaires row. I don't know why it's like the worst block ever. It's such a, it's a busy through street. It's, you know, it's just a busy street, but they threw up all these super crazy luxury high rises, like ultra, ultra luxury high rises. And a lot of foreign money came in and bought them. A lot of Russian people, I think came and bought, bought into these buildings. Anyway, some of these buildings, it looks like they stopped construction. You know, so there's the commercial, you know, real estate vacancies, the stores that went out, but the, the even the residential, I can't believe it. They literally, the, 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 to stop, to stop work is just so terrible. I mean, we know nobody's spending money on these things right now, but you know, in the city, there was a lot of, particularly in my neighborhood on the Upper East Side, there's a lot of like mid rise, low rise sort of apartment buildings that had, <clears throat> you know, brick front apartment building, they had stores at the bottom and contractors were, um, you know, the stores were going out of business in these low rise, mid rise buildings, the, the, the retail spots, they were shutting down. They were getting rid of all the tenants. They were either buying them out if they were rent stabilized or rent controlled, or they weren't renewing their leases and a high rise, you know, apartment developer was coming in contractor leveling the whole building, taking it down and building these huge giant high rises. Well, they stopped that now too. So there's just some blocks you go in the city, there's just these open, vacant holes. It's so weird. Anyway, you know, the median rent in Manhattan, it's down now. The median monthly rent, the average monthly rent in Manhattan is now 2700 a month in the city. That used to be 3500 Now, let me say, $3,500 a month, I know what you're thinking. That's still a fortune, and it is, and so is 2700 But in Manhattan, for the rents to have gone down that much, it's crazy. Um, I was reading an article and there was a, um, a woman who was renting a studio apartment in Midtown for $2,500 a month studio. You know, that's obviously the one room misery, which I've lived in all too many of them. My first apartment was a 190 square foot studio, but that's what people live in, in the city studios. That's what you do. So she's renting $2,500 a month studio miserable spending that kind of money for one room, but fine. That's what she was doing. And guess what? The apartments next door are now being rented for $1,800 and $1,900 a month. Can you believe that? Can you believe that? If you're locked into a lease of your one room, $2,500 a month rent, and your neighbor rents the exact same place for $1,800 a month, oh, I'd lose my shit. I'd go crazy. I'd go crazy. And, you know, like, what do you do? You break your lease, and you lose your deposit, and your first month, your last month. I mean, you know, it's a whole thing. Anyway. Who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? They say it's going to take a few years for Manhattan to come back. So the other night I made polenta. Do you ever make polenta? Are you Italian? So I um, I made a bolognese sauce, and I was gonna make. I was gonna put it over pappardelle. I had a a bag of nice pappardelle nests, but I didn't do that. Instead, I made polenta. It was so easy. I have um. I, I have a, a, a canister of Quaker 
cornmeal, which is all polenta is, it's cornmeal. And all you do is you, you know, put, is you boil with some water and you put the corn, you gently, you know, put these allotted amount of cornmeal in. You put a, a sprinkle of salt, a, a little dot of butter in, you cover it and you let it cook. And after it's cooked, you know, you read the directions on the back of the thing, but after it's cooked, I, I, uh, I buttered a casserole dish and I poured the, the cooked cornmeal into the casserole dish and I took a spatula and I smoothed out the top and I, <clears throat> after it got down, I let it cool to room temperature and then I cut it into squares. I put the square on a plate and then I served the bolognese sauce over it, you know, with some Parmesan cheese and it was so delicious because, you know, polenta, cornmeal, polenta, when it cooks, it'll take whatever shape of the vessel it's in. So if it dries in a round circle pan, it'll it'll be a circle shape. But so if you draw, if you however you 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 let it rest to room temperature, you can cut it into shapes and serve it. And it's oh, it's so good. I forgot how good it is. Anyway, so New Yorkers are a therapist's worst nightmare. This shouldn't be any surprise to you. Is this not hilarious? Do you go to therapy? I do. I've been going to therapy for oh my god, over a decade. Mm. Excuse me. <clears throat> I need to take a sip of my mango LaCroix. Oh, a delicious flavor. Anyway, I um, I know I got the post the other day, um, <clears throat> the New York Post. And it was funny. That was the title. New Yorkers are, the ther- are a therapist's worst nightmare. And it just made me laugh because it's like, of course we are. Of course we are. New Yorkers, neurotic. They're self-absorbed. We live in these tiny little shoebox, matchbox apartments in the sky we don't talk to our neighbors. Nobody knows each other. You, God forbid you, you, you're decent to each other in the laundry room or the garbage room. You slam into each other on the subway. I mean, it's, uh, it, it, you know, they're crazy. You know, you got, you, got a, you got a doctor living next door to a painter living next door to a trombone player living next door to the cashier at the Sea town down the block. living next door to the dog walker that walks 65 dogs all day and all night. I mean, everybody's crazy. Nobody's the same. You got people from China, people from uh, Coney Island to to people from Alaska living here. It's literally, it's a bunch of nuts (laughs) all living together. Everybody's way worse than the Woody Allen movies that you watch, which by the way, rainy day in New York, you got to sing. And, um, and the statistic, there was a statistic in the article in the post, and it was one, and of course nobody's surprised by this, one in five adults living in Manhattan, which is 20%, obviously, they suffer from a mental illness. <laughs> Depression or some other sort of mental disorder. And those are the only the people that are diagnosed, I'll have you know. What are the people, what about the people that are not diagnosed, like everybody else? So... We are city dwellers. We live like this on a small island of 8 million people. And we're crazy. So just think about the people that have to treat us. In the article, it's funny. They said, like, it's hard for therapists. Like, we really care. We care about you. We love you. And we're your therapist. But we're just as crazy as you. (laughs) Isn't that funny? But, uh. This, the, another thing in the article that made me laugh is like this therapist in Midtown. She's like, when I see a client for the first time, they're like 30, maybe they're a 30-year-old 30, 30 person or a 40-year-old person. And they're like, 
I've had issues for a long time. They, 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 you know, they start asking about me as the therapist. They want to know what kind of sessions they need. They want to know how long is it going to take so they could be done and get it over with. They, they need instant gratification. And it makes me laugh. I mean, that's so New York. Like you, you just can't, can't you picture that? There's a beautiful therapist's office, you know, in Midtown Manhattan, and you get some loon, some lunatic 38-year-old busted in there like Kramer into Jerry's apartment, you know, like a lunatic, like, I have OCD, I'm neurotic, and I, 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 and, and, and I sleep with rubber dolls, and I need you to cure me, and I need to know how long it's going to take, and how many sessions, and how much it's going to be, so I can get over with this whole process and get back on with my life. I mean, that's, like, really what it's like, this therapist is saying. Makes me laugh. <laughs> Another therapist in the article says, uh, which this is this is just ridiculous. The therapist goes, he goes, so I, I have a candy dish. He says, I have a candy dish, and I put out this candy dish in my office every week. And, um, you know, and it's for my patients, and they should take a piece of candy and, you know, enjoy the piece of candy before, after, during session, whatever. He goes, well, I got this one guy, and he comes in, and he takes five pieces of candy. I mean, it's ridiculous. I have to either, I have to be passive-aggressive. Either I have to not fill the candy dish, or I have to put a sign out, you know, not fill the candy dish and say, sorry, I forgot to fill it, or I have to put a sign out and say one per customer. And I'm reading this thing, and I'm like, you're just as neurotic and nuts as the guy taking five pieces of candy. You, to the guy going into the therapy office, you know, fisting, Fisting your dessert for later from your therapist candy to shame on you. And you, the therapist that's getting so annoyed. How about easy solution, doc? Don't put the candy dish out. Well, how about this? How about this? Put fake candy out. Or, or grapes or something. I don't know where there's an abundance for people to nosh on. I mean, like, you put the candy out and then you're upset when people take candy. I mean, I get it. The guy, he's he's doing it. He's helping himself. He's he's overhelping himself to the candy. But come on. I can't. I just can't. I love it though. I love it. I love it. And this is this is this is part of the charm of New York. But you know, would you not kill to be a fly on on the therap in the therapist's office? Has there been a movie about that? There should be. I'm sure there there has. I mean, come on, of course that there has. I'm I must not be Well, Frasier, wasn't Frasier about a, a New York therapist? No, he was, he was, were they in Seattle? See, I don't remember. Anyway, anyway, are you having sex? Are you having sex in this pandemic? Okay. Because, you know, here's the thing. If you're single, okay, and it's the pandemic, I don't know, I don't know where you're doing your sexy time. Because, because, okay, see, in Holland, at the beginning of this whole pandemic, right, in Holland... The, the, the Denmark's chief, chief health officer said, sex is good, sex is healthy, but because of the pandemic and because of the virus, there is a risk of infection and there's a risk in general because there's contact and physical contact, so, but, but since sex is healthy and, and normal and everybody should be doing it, you should find one person, identify one person and make them your casual sex partner during the pandemic. This is how forward-thinking Holland is, okay? In the UK, you know what they said? They just pretended that sex doesn't even exist <laughs> unless that you're living together or you're married. They literally just avoided the whole issue. I mean, you know, it's a thing. But so, so anyway, so now... But that, that, so that's abroad. But it's like, but here, it's like, okay, 
So what do you do if you're a single person and you're not, so forget living in Holland, by the way, in Britain, but even if you do, let's, or if you want to live there, but I'm talking about in New York, where nobody, I don't remember anybody coming out with any sort of ruling like that, did they? Reminds me, or in, in America, I should say, not New York. But if you're a single person and it's the pandemic and say you're somebody that just to like stab lots of sex with lots of different people. That's not me. I was never like that. Even when I'm single, I, I can't do it. I'm like, I, I, I never even had a one night stand. Can you believe that? I know such a prude. I can't do it. I don't know why. I, I think it's probably from my Catholic upbringing, psychotic, but I, the thought makes me feel that I'm probably bad and going to hell. But like, if you are a, a, a woman or a man, it, it's the 21st century, and you are living the sex in the city sort of lifestyle, you're single, you work, you're successful, you have the things that make you tick, the things that annoy you, and one of the things that you get your small pleasures and kicks out of the life is sex and sex with multiple people. I mean, nobody's saying that that's bad. It's not bad. It's not irresponsible if you're safe about it. It is what it is. But what do you do when that happens during the pandemic? You know, like, the, some single people, okay, some single people are not comfortable, like, with having sex with multiple partners. Some single people, they're just waiting for the relief of marriage. They're waiting for the, the, the they have a constant wait for the relief to put them out of their misery, they want, they want to, they marriage will, they think marriage will relieve them. And in some cases it will, because some people don't like being single. But this year, if you are not married, if you are not living with somebody, and if you're living this single, sexy, sex in the city, multiple partners, sort of amorous lifestyle, this isn't the year for you. What the hell do you do? I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know. Some of my girlfriends were talking about this. Like, your needs this year are have not been met. I mean, <clears throat> so those people, so while while you, single Marie, okay, in Queens, you're waiting, you're single and you're miserable and you're waiting for Mr. Wright to come over along to put you out of your misery, could be, you know, Samantha Jones in the meatpacking district in this time and she's waiting for the goddamn pandemic to be over so she can go back to, so she can be put out of her Hub misery, and she can go back to having her trashy, frivolous, sexy times. Which, by the way, I'm jealous of. Just because I can't do it doesn't mean I'm jealous of it. I'm completely jealous. I, I, I love the idea. But it's just so interesting to me. So what do these people do? I mean, I don't know. Pornhub, you know, porn website, Pornhub.com. In the start of the pandemic, when the lockdown was really bad, you know, they were offering, um, they, they made their premium channels free. Yeah, one of my guy friends told me, he's like, yo, these Pornhub made their premium channels for you should go on TikTok and talk about it. I'm like, well, I, what, 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 what do you think I am? What do you, what do you think I am? What, what am I, are you walking advertisement? Please, get out of here. But I, but, but so in that case, you know, so if, if you were, if you're a porn watcher, I guess you could, you know, do your porn thing. I don't know. But. All I know is that all of, the, all of the people out there, my friends, that they're dying to have their sex, going back to having sex with multiple partners. Right now, they're pretending that they don't want to do that. But they, what they really are doing is they're freaking itching for that. They are itching. Like, they have like a penis-shaped gap in their life. That's really what it is. 
that's really what it is. Some of them have the get, you know, some of them get the brajol, some of them get the penis. They 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 have the they have they get the the the, the fulfilled feeling. Ha, no pun intended. No, they 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 get it fi- they get it filled. Oh my god, that's so disgusting. I'm sorry if any of my relatives are listening to this. I'm I'm not disgusting, really. You know, I'm really not. But they they have they're fulfilled. They're fulfilled. They're getting a little D, okay? But they're not getting multiple Ds, and that's an issue. I don't know. I just felt like it's important to talk about. A lot of single people were waiting to be put out of our, 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 our single dumb misery. We want to be married. We think that we're going to get engaged. It's going to bring us fruitful amounts of happiness. We're going to get married. It's going to bring us fruitful amounts of happiness. We think having kids, it's going to bring us so much joy, getting in the house, going on the vacations, getting this piece of jewelry. Joy, joy, joy. Does it? I don't know. Maybe long-term joy. I don't know about immediate joy. Who knows? But a lot of single people, at least the ones that I meet around in cities and whatnot, those people, they, 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 they forgo traditional norms and they, they live, they live the Carrie Bradshaw sort of lifestyle, Mr. Big Carrie Bradshaw lifestyle. And right now those people, they, they, they're suffering. They're suffering because they want to go back to their swing in life. And you know, I don't blame them. I really don't blame them. God, what I would give right now, forget casual sex. Uh, what I would give to go to a club, a dance club, a nightclub, go to Atlantic City, go to the club in the Bogota on a Saturday night. Oh, my God. So fun. I would, I, I would die for that right now. I would die. Anyway. Every week I do a product review. I'm not doing a product this week because I found a website that you should know about. You know when something's so good you want to keep it a secret? You know, like... um. These crazy Italian mothers, they make a recipe and they're like, I'm going to tell you all of the ingredients except one because they want to keep it a secret because God forbid your Italian cheesecake should be better than theirs sort of thing, you know. But I'm not like that. There's a store. You need to know about this. I don't know if I'm late to the party here. I don't think I am. It's called fashiontiy.com. Look this up. Fashiontiy.com. <clears throat> it is a B2B wholesale fashion website. They don't sell brands. It's all stuff from China. It literally is like an Alibaba or a DH gate sort of website, except you don't have to deal with individual sellers and all that kind of shit. So here's the catch. Well, there's really actually no catch. There's a small catch. This is the small catch is that there's a minimum required order, but usually, and it's like one to five pieces, you know, five to 20, 20 plus or whatever. But the one to five pieces You can buy, a lot of times on these items, you can buy one piece or two pieces. Now, let me tell you something about the cheapness of this website, Fashion TIY. They are not paying me to say this. We are not in contact in any way whatsoever. I was up in the middle of the night like a lunatic, as I normally am when I can't sleep, and I was looking online for whatever reason at bags, and some, you know, subreddit thread came up and they mentioned this website. I never heard about it before. And I went to it on my phone and I literally was like, what is this? Is this some fake, weird fucking scam website? It literally is a, a website out of China, but they, ha- they are, in, they, they've incorporated here in Delaware, you know, as a, a real business. So it's not like it's shading. And, um, and you can go and you can buy bags and shoes and guys clothes and girls clothes and home accessories and all sorts of weird ass shit. It's like weird shit that you can buy on wish.com 
or AliExpress or DHgate, like those kind of sites. But you don't have to buy crazy in minimums. You could buy one or two pieces and the things are like a dollar, three dollars. I swear to God. I swear. Like I saw this cute little clutch bag, you know, again, probably not leather, probably junk. Who knows? Saw this cute clutch bag and it was like three bucks, three bucks. It was like, buy two. Okay. I'll buy two. I'll give one to one of my sisters. It was so good. I, I'm telling you, you need to look at this website. Now, are you going to buy your whole wardrobe from fashiontiy.com? No. But do you shop at Fashion Nova? Do you shop at any of those kind of stores? Mesh Key, any of those like apps that started as apps and then started to get into sites? Fashion Nova or what's the other one? Shein or Shein? I'm sorry. This store is cheaper than those. Cheaper. And they sell men's stuff. Seriously, check it out. And yes, if you want to get like a fake Gucci belt or that kind of shit or a fake, you know, Louis Vuitton, whatever, I'm sure they have... Not little knockoffs, not good ones, because it's, you know, whatever. But fashion TIY, it's, it's, it's good. It is good. It's, it's really, I feel like it's a very economical site. Apparently, it's safe to buy from. Look it up on Reddit. It's easy to buy from. There's like 100,000 plus products, which I did, I did actually read that, like the about, the about us thing. There's little DIY crafts things. So, For my kids' birthday parties, for example, I go, they haven't had a birthday party this year, but whatever. Like, I'll go to Oriental Trading or I go to the Tree or Michael's and I'll buy those little, like, individual craft sets. It's like, but they're like a dollar each. Now, that sounds cheap, but if you're buying 30 of them, that adds up. This store, they're like 19 cents each. Now I know what it's like to be uh, a very rich person. I go on this website. I'm like, oh, I can afford everything. This (laughs) This is amazing. Anyway, check it out. I got a question and um, from a guy. I don't know if it's any of the guys that are listening right now, but I, um, you know, I, I, I sympathize with this guy. I empathize. Hi, Elise. My wife and I have petty arguments. I'm not quite sure what I should do to get them to stop. Thanks. Okay. I mean, you didn't really tell me what the argument is about, but that's probably because you're a guy and maybe you're not giving me a lot of details, which is difficult. Um, but there are lots of reasons why people argue and bicker over petty shit. But I have to say to you that I'm not being anti-feminist, okay, by saying this. But women, I mean, sometimes we do argue about things that are like, you know, like not always so important. And the reason why I say this, and look, I'm not insulting myself or any of my, well, my, my, my female sisters out there. But the thing is, is that we have a lot of stuff going on. This isn't an excuse, but we work, we've had kids, we clean, we pay the bills, we have the stuff. And I'm, I know that in this day and age, a lot of the men share the responsibility for me. I'm a single mother, so I do it all. And so, yeah, sometimes I fight with my boyfriend about petty shit, but the reality situation is that aside that is a little antiquated, is that in your relationship, you know, you're, uh, you're married and the honeymoon phase, I'm assuming is clearly over. And when the honeymoon phase is over, the real people start coming in. I mean, I think the, the honeymoon phase, listen, when you're dating, you have a honeymoon phase and then that's over. Right. And then you decide you want to marry the person, you know, yada, yada. Then, then you get married. I think you have another honeymoon phase. 
okay, you have that phase of when newlyweds, yay, our newly married stuff and our newly married house. And he's my, he's my, he's my husband and I'm his wife. And oh, it's so cute. And we're a we and we're a couple and we're going to have babies. But that wears off. And then, you know, you get back to reality and you seeing those people that you are, you once were and still are attracted to warts and all. So, you know, unless the other person has absolutely no flaws, which is never true, you're back to reality. So, and I think in walks petty arguments. And I think this happens after the honeymoon phase is over in dating relationships. And I think it happens when the honeymoon phase is over in marriages as well. Now, not everybody has petty arguments about things, but this is just my, this is just my opinion. So do I have advice on, on you for you on how to make your wife stop arguing with you about petty things. All I do know is that I can offer those that explanation and I can say you can't change anybody else. You can only change how you respond to it. So you might you can try to understand what she's mad about. And then you can try to understand is it really that she's mad about something petty or is she mad about something bigger and there's like a petty thing that's sort of masking it? And I would bet that that's really the case. So you need to understand what the real issue is and then work on it, communicate about it. And if all else fails, change your response to it. If she says something petty and picking on you, nitpicking shit and Making arguments out of things that are not important. You put the string cheese back in the drawer wrong. Then, you know, it's like, and she's, she's going to rip your head off over it. Just be like, oh, okay, sorry, honey. I didn't realize that. Next time I'll do it different. And walk out of the room. Look, I, myself, probably do a lot of petty arguments. I have sisters. I have lots of girlfriends. And you know what? Sometimes things just happen. You know, you live with somebody, you, 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 you uh, 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 that's the deal, right? But it, it's, it's shitty. It is super shitty. Communication, compromise, change your reaction to it. Make sure you're not doing it in front of, arguing like that in front of the kids. You don't want your kids or, you know, to see that this is, these are things that are, are worth arguing about or that you should just be arguing over sort of nothing little things, air quotes, nothing. And that's it. That's my two cents. Maya Angelou quote of the day. You will face many defeats in life, but never let yourself be defeated. Maya Angelou. So good. That's it for episode 30. We are done. We are now into our 30s. Oh, liberating. Liberation. So thank you for listening to the Elise DeLucci Show. As always, I'm excited to talk to you next time because it's going to be next year. Ha ha, 2021. Can you believe that? Imagine. Remember Space Odyssey 2001? It sounded so foreign and crazy, and now it's going to be 2021. It sounds creepy. Anyway, thanks for listening. Remember, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Follow me on TikTok or Instagram. On Instagram, I post more personal pics than I do on TikTok and whatnot. But follow me, say hi, message me, and I will talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.